We encounter toxins every day living in today's world. From air and water pollution to pesticides and the like, one quickly realizes that in order to stay in tip-top health, we must make detoxing a daily practice. The trouble is that it can be hard to find an efficient, gentle, and affordable product that can do just that. Unless you know about Sheila Jeet. Sheila Jeet is a natural resin that melts easily into hot substances, turning any cup of coffee, tea, or even hot water into a naturally healing and detoxing drink. If you're interested in helping your body cleanse, heal, and renew on a cellular level, head to naturalsheilajeet.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T dot com. And use my code MACG, that's M-A-C-G, to save 10% on your order today. Move beyond surviving and start thriving with natural Sheila Jeet. Welcome to my human design experiment. Once upon a time, there were three sisters, two dark, one red, and a brother, same mister. No longer resent them, just wish I was seven again, it was different. Laloba, I ask that she rip through this song, and so maybe they listen. Welcome the bones and hear them sing. Uh, that's some of Stay Wild by Hyrie Music. Um, that was me trying to distract you from the really obnoxious bathroom sounds that are happening right now because my toilet can't seem to replenish its water in less than an hour, so we're gonna deal with it. Hello, welcome to Mystical Mac. This is just what we got today. Um, I figured out my recording setup permanently on the YouTube video. I love it. Go check it out. If you're on a listening platform, just please just go to my YouTube and just look at this because I'm so proud that I like made the mirror work for me. And now I'm tricked into thinking that my entire backdrop actually fits everything and is my entire backdrop. So <laughs> very stoked, very exciting. There are lots of things happening here. Uh, and this is a big episode because... This is technically, like, the second episode of what I genuinely feel is Mystical Mac. Uh, because it took me forever to, like, find what I wanted this to be, or whatever the heck that means. And now I'm here. But before I get into that good stuff, I don't have a title yet, but you know me, I will. I do have notes, though. I've started to jot down the epiphanies that I have so I can actually keep my thoughts together because I realize I do go on a lot of thought detours and um they all have a purpose but not if I can't remember my original thought so that's cool I'm gonna I'm gonna be referencing a book uh my notebook for a bit but before I get into this very fun episode that we're gonna embark upon I just want to remind you you can go ahead and follow me on social media at Mac Guerrero for my TikTok which is still alive yay at Mac Guerrero for my Instagram that's M-A-C-G-U-E-R-R-E-I-R-O. That could be a song. That's how long my last name is. Exciting. And you can follow me on the socials. You can also find me on YouTube if you're watching my podcast on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. I'm in my elephant pajamas today. I'm very excited about them. I got them for a bachelorette party and I'm just, I'm going to invest in more pajamas like this because they're just so cute and I wore them out and I felt like I was put together like a real person, but in pajamas. It's awesome. It's also like shorts perfect. So thank you for being on my YouTube channel. I really appreciate that. If you have not checked out my YouTube channel, please, please do. I'm having a video come out tomorrow, uh, and I'm having a video come out next Wednesday, and then chances are there's going to be a video sometime in between that. And if not, I really am, uh, wanting to get on this every Wednesday thing, even if I have to record videos, like, two weeks in advance and just kind of set them out like I did. So check out my YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to go to mysticalmac.com, you're actually going to find all this information, <laughs> plus my daily blog, which I read from last time that we were here. So on Mystical Mac, you can find information about my daily blog. You can find my information about this podcast, about my YouTube. You can find my social media, and you can book a tarot card reading. I'm doing tarot card readings Three cards for $44 and five cards for $66. I am doing them live on Zoom. 
so booking is limited <laughs> because I only have so much energy to a lot uh, and these these readings are very fun for me to do but they can require a lot of energy especially the five card ones so go ahead and email mysticalmactarot at gmail.com put the word mystical in the description not description but the word mystical in the subject line before either the words three card reading or five card reading and I'll know that you are listening in my podcast and I'll give you a 15% discount so check that out and and as long as we're talking about descriptions right I just said that word check out the description of my podcast check out the description of my YouTube videos I've compiled a ton of amazing links to help you support movements around us like the Black Lives Matter movement especially if you're here in the US or if you would like to adopt a coral to help us replenish the coral reefs they make up two-thirds of the the world's oxygen comes from the earth or the ocean so very important that we support our coral family and there are tons of other links down there as well you can support rain.org an incredible incredible organization that helps sexual assault victims and uh, not just helps victims but helps victims become empowered and do the thing that they came to do which is certainly not get sexually assaulted it's, it's everything that they were meant to do you know after something totally tragic like that happens, which is inspire people and encourage people to come out and just create a better world. That's what we're doing here. So be the change. Go find those links and let me know what you find. Let me know if you do end up donating to something or even if you just post it on your social media. It's so helpful. That is a major way of supporting these organizations. So please do check all that out. Uh, Now let's get into this meaty episode okay I've got some notes here I had a few epiphanies that I'm going to be sharing with you but I think to set the tone I'm gonna be reading something I didn't write this one this is actually something um if you follow me on Instagram I posted this to my story and I said a few things on it and I said that I would be touching more about it on the podcast so this is what I'm doing So I saw this really cool depiction that it's like ego versus soul. I'm already like, this is kind of rough because I reposted it, not because I disagree with it, but also not because I agree with it. it. I reposted it because I needed to talk about it. And I realized that my podcast subject of today, uh, the epiphanies that I have had has, they have quite a bit to do with this this idea this thing right this this uh sort of ego versus soul uh struggle i'm not gonna say battle because it shouldn't be a battle but definitely a little bit of a challenge a little bit of a struggle because lately i've been very much um i've been very much deciphering or doing the best that i can to decipher what is my mind and what is my heart what's my body saying Uh, and it's a very, it feels like a very ego versus soul sort of battle. Um, and I do say it feels like a battle sometimes. I use that word intentionally. So I reposted this because I think it makes for an interesting conversation and it sets the tone for what I'm going to be talking about, which is the fact that we need both, by the way. We need to have a connection with our soul selves. We need to have a connection with the collective consciousness. We need to have a collection with that place that's made of completely unconditional love that we all came from. But I also would not be on this planet and on this platform talking to you if I didn't have an ego. I'm going to repeat that. I would not be on this podcast talking to you if I didn't have an ego. So what I'm saying is that Mac is my ego. I need her. Keep that in mind while I read this, okay? So this is how it went. Ego versus soul. Ego seeks to serve itself. Soul seeks to serve others. Ego seeks outward recognition. Soul seeks inner authenticity. Ego sees life as a competition. Soul sees life as a gift. Ego seeks to preserve the self. Soul seeks to preserve others. Ego looks outward. Soul looks inward. Ego feels lack. Soul feels abundance. Ego is mortal. Soul is eternal. Ego is drawn to lust. Soul is drawn to love. I'm already going to stop. That is the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard in my life. If you don't have a personal identity, i.e. an ego, you don't have a body through which to search for love with. Your soul doesn't search for shit. It already has everything. So 
Let's debunk that one. Uh, also, your ego may be mortal in the sense that this physical body is going to die. But how many of you still know of Gandhi? Let's go further back. How many of you still know of Genghis Khan? I know that's a little bit more obscure. But how about Cleopatra? You think that bitch, that bitch's ego died? Fuck no. Cleo's more alive than ever. <laughs> anytime a person remembers the word Cleopatra, anytime anybody does a movie on her, anytime anybody watches anything on her, Marilyn Monroe, she, her ego's still alive and well. She just doesn't have a body to reside in. So your ego can be eternal. In fact, I am aiming for Mac Guerrero to be known for a long time after I die. So let's keep going. Ego seeks wisdom. Soul seeks wisdom. Oh, they got it right. They actually got it right. Uh, no, I'm going to talk about how some of these are right. They're just, this is a very distorted view. Ego enjoys the prize. Soul enjoys the journey. Ego is cause to pain. Soul is cause of healing. Again, let's debunk that. Ego is not cause to pain. Your ego just happens to be a physical body. Which has all of the sensations and pain is included. And I'm saying this in this voice because I'm just so angry that people genuinely look at any sensation as negative. Sure, some of them might hurt. They might not feel good. But that doesn't mean they don't have a purpose and that they're not here to teach you and help you. So let's keep going. That is a load of horseshit. Your ego is not the cause of pain. It just happens that your soul doesn't feel pain because... It's not the physical body. If you can see me in the YouTube video, I'm literally like slapping myself, like trying to get this point across. The reason your soul doesn't cause you pain is because it's like literally not in the living body. Your soul doesn't have a nervous system. You don't have, your soul doesn't go, ooh, that hurt. No, it doesn't work like that. It's not a physical biological body. I don't know who came up with this. Actually, I do. There's, there's like a credit on here. Okay, I actually really like that account. They're just a little misled in this particular post. Okay, here we go. Um, let's go. We're almost to the end, by the way. Soul, ego rejects God. Soul embraces God. Again, biggest load of horseshit in my life. My grandma is one of the most religious, like, responsibly religious people that I know. And I know that woman doesn't think, she has, she has an idea of her divinity because she, her faith is very strong and she very much believes in the divine, but she doesn't have that idea of I am God. Like she doesn't understand, or maybe she does, but as far as I'm aware, she doesn't, she doesn't live from a place knowing that she and her higher self are one of the same. One of them just happens to be in a physical body. She like doesn't believe that. So you want to, maybe she doesn't, it's not that she doesn't believe it. She just doesn't function and, and live her life that way, which I want to say that that means that she lives her life very much in ego. And she embraces God more than anyone I know. So this is bullshit. Ego seeks to be filled. Soul is eternal wholeness. I mean, that's correct. But the reason your ego seeks to be filled is because if it didn't seek and desire, then there would be no point of it existing in this physical plane. Ego is me. Soul is we. Yes. Okay, so now let's take that. Why did I want to talk about that? like that? Why did I want to open it up with this? Because I had some really interesting, pivotal realizations that have a lot to do with my unconscious ego and its relationship to my soul and to my conscious ego. Before I go any further, we're going to talk about ego a little bit. What the fuck are we talking about when we're talking about ego? What do, I, what do I mean when I say unconscious ego versus conscious ego? I talk about this a lot, but I feel like I just need to keep talking about it a lot because not enough people know that your ego, like, monks have oh, I talked about the Vedas a little bit a while back and Ayurveda and stuff and the sutras I talked about the sutras and yoga a while back and I was saying how these ancient texts just sound really misguided in some places but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I think that they knew this all of these ancient texts and these these things these gurus whatever they've made the ego out to be your enemy They've made the ego, they essentially let you scapegoat your ego. They let you blame your ego for all the things that you are bad at or, or you know, oh, oh, you, you want to be lustful? That's just your ego speaking. Your soul doesn't like that. Oh, you want to eat 
uh, sugary things like, oh, that that's just your ego speak. It just it just wants pure pleasure. It, it doesn't it doesn't understand the matters of the soul. Cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit. If you have subscribed to any of this, I just throw it in a fire, like throw it in the dumpster and light that shit on fire. Let nature do something useful with that bullshit energy. And I'm very passionate about this. Yes, you can tell I'm not like angry, right? Because I've obviously felt lots of feelings around this on my own, like I was talking about last week. Um, but I'm very passionate about it because this is one of the biggest shortcomings of humanity so far, in my opinion. It's learning, one, it's not recognizing that we do have two active parts within us all the time, this, this soul and this ego. But then after realizing that, so our first fault is like not realizing that. But then once we do realize that, we distort the shit out of it. And especially a lot of these freaking monks, a lot of these people, these, these spiritual gurus that I, I can't even, gurus, that I can't even think about right now, that, you know, they're zen and collected and whatever and blah, 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 and then you find out they've actually, like, sexually assaulted people, and you're like, okay, so you're, you're trying to teach me how to live from this place of soul, which, as we've read here, is all about serving others, is all about not doing harm, is all about we. And you're telling me you're going around teaching all these things while simultaneously violating people? The reason that you can have that phenomena, by the way, and I talk about this often, the selective identification, is because when you start to think of your ego as anything other than necessary and a very integral part of you, when you start to do that thing where you scapegoat your ego, where you start to just go, well, I'm a soul, and she's my ego, don't mind her. You start to do that, you start to willingly fragment yourself. Fragmentation is this thing that happens as a response to trauma. When we don't resolve trauma within our souls, within our minds, within our bodies, we do this thing where we split our consciousness away from the thing that's causing the turmoil, that's causing the trauma we can't resolve. And all I say, all I mean by causing, oh, I sounded like I was from Staten Island just now. All I mean by causing is that is the source of the emotions. So that is the part of you that's feeling the things that are hard for you to feel and therefore can't resolve. When you go through traumas like that as a kid, your defense mechanism is to fragment. So think about my body. If I cut off my arm, I it, it's not gonna, I can't go on living as a whole body, right? Like I'm going to be a whole body without an arm. Your consciousness does not function that way. Your consciousness is like an ocean. And whenever you get traumatized and you're not able to resolve that trauma, the ocean, one of the ocean's waterways gets split and it's like it rivers off into, a, a, into your subconscious. And what happens when we get traumatized over and over and over again is we create all of these splits. And that's where your unconscious ego comes from. Now, if it was a perfect world and not even perfect, but if it was a conscious world, a child would come into this world and would not find fragmentation a regular thing for them. Because ideally they would come into a world that is aware that they have an internal guidance system and this world would just help them listen to that guidance system and help them follow the path that's correct for them. And in some places in the world that is what happens, not very many from my experience and from the things that I've read. Um, so we, most of us, live in a world where we got into this world and we were given to parents that had a preconceived idea of what we were going to be, of what we were going to do with our lives, um, among many other things. Uh, they had their own traumas that they had children in order to work through. Uh, if you're triggered by that, sorry. I'm sorry you're triggered. That, that, that is a truth that I believe in. Um, and if you want a full, you know, maybe YouTube video on that, I would love to give it to you. Um, but I'm not going to spend time on my podcast talking about other people because I'm talking about me. Um, and I realize I am talking kind of about like other people and concepts, but it'll relate back to me, promise. So that's how you get unconscious ego. Because if, if, if my consciousness that is an ocean only gets split one or three times, then those 
those rivers that are pumping water into my everyday life, my conscious life, they would be a lot easier to identify. And that, that would mean that also a good majority of my ego would be conscious. That's not what happens to us. We get split over and over and over again because because parents consistently impose their adult perspectives on us because we live in an emotional dark age when it comes to everyone, especially children. Children get the most slack for feeling emotions. Um, but even then, the second your kid gets angry and, like, you know, hits you because they don't know how to handle their emotions you shame them for hitting you and you shame them for being angry and then you wonder why later in life your kid has anger issues <sighs> sorry very passionate about that um but no genuinely like that that's like a very real scenario that can happen um in fact I have that <laughs> I suppressed my anger so much as a child because my biological father was just so angry of a person and he hurt me so much through his anger and he hurt other people through his anger that I genuinely grew up thinking that anger was a really bad emotion and I didn't understand that anger is a step up from powerlessness and, and complete and utter hopelessness and sadness, meaning that when I don't have access to positive feelings and I'm in the lowest of lows, getting a little angry is the one thing that will get me up and moving towards something. And I'm not saying that I'm going to use anger as my prime motivator for everything. If you were here in the last episode that I talked a lot about how that's not sustainable. But I need to honor anger as an emotion that needs to be felt and has a purpose because all of them have a purpose. And essentially what happens to create this unconscious ego is we get taught that some emotions have a purpose and some don't. And so we separate from the parts of ourselves that feels the emotions that we think don't have purposes. And that's where you get this bullshit. And that's where you get this like... I'm going to help myself and I'm the only one who can meet all my needs and blah, 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 me, 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 me. That's where you get the over-individualization. And then a funny thing happens, by the way, when you start to go too far into this soul versus ego. Remember I said I had an issue with the whole title of it? It's not a versus, guys. It's a soul and. Soul and ego. Ego and soul. You're dealing with matters of the physical body, then that ego better come first and soul comes second. You're dealing with matters, you know, of, of, of your consciousness. Yes, soul's going to come first and ego's going to come second. But it's soul and always, 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 always. You start to think verses and you are creating what's called a spiritual ego. You're creating a selective identity where now you have an ego in, in that way that they're talking about, not the healthy way that I'm talking about, not ego as in my personal identity projected from soul Mac. I'm talking about now you actually do have like an ego as a speak as they speak about it, which is this complex that you think you're better than everyone. And you think you're better than everyone because you've detached yourself from your ego. Just think about how ridiculous that sounds, okay? <laughs> Almost as ridiculous as the fact that my toilet has been making this sound for like 30 straight minutes now. But you can see how that's freaking ridiculous. So how do you get away from that trap? How do you get away? What, why, how do you live with your soul and your ego? And how do you differentiate between the two? How? Well, first of all, you have to honor the fact that your ego comes from your soul. It's derived directly from your soul. Before you came into this life, your soul took the time to put together this identity for you. Therefore, those of you who try to separate your soul from your ego, you like literally can't because your soul is the creator of your ego. So, okay. So that's how you start. Start getting comfortable with the idea that your ego comes from your soul. Start getting comfortable with the idea that you're not aware of your ego in its entirety because chances are you are a traumatized being on this planet and you have a ton of little unconscious egos running around. If you're just at the beginning of this spiritual journey, chances are most of your ego is very unconscious. And what that means is that you've probably constructed some sort of, not fake personality, 
but a personality that's derived of mostly just the things that got you love and not really any of the things that didn't get you love. So, for example, if you grew up in an artistic family and you were a scientist um, and now you find yourself loving science but you just never really gave it the time of day, you have to realize that the part of you that loves science is your authentic ego. And that your unconscious ego is that part of you that's going, science is not worth your time. Because that's not what your parents would love you for. So that's an example of recognizing where your ego is unconscious. And then last, the last of this trifecta to deal, to, to live with both soul and ego is is to remember that your ego never does anything to you that it thinks will hurt you. Everything that it does, it does because it thinks it'll help you. Because at some point or another, it did help you. I'll give you an example. Okay, so... Uh, People-pleasing. People-pleasing. Um, bulldozing my own feelings for other people. Or... Um, whenever I, like last week, how I was telling, saying that I was, I'm going to be talking about myself and just myself and, and I don't have to mention other people because me talking about myself and how great I am or not great doesn't make other people great or not great. I don't do that because... You know, I, I don't I don't have that fear of undercutting other people for no reason. I have that fear because at some point in my life, I hyped myself up when I was little. And someone probably went, wow, you're so cool. Or someone probably went like, wow, look, someone who's just so full of herself. And after that, I was traumatized into knowing that, okay, um, if I just focus solely on my own accomplishments, then people won't actually be excited about them. And that's a very real need for me, for the people in my life to be excited about my accomplishments, at least the people that I care about. And so now when I do that, right, like when I'm talking about myself and all I really do want to do is talk about this, you know, the stuff that I have going on with me and I take a second to go, well, but it's not to say that other people this. I have to remember that that helped me at one point or another. When I was younger, uh, when I was younger, doing that was the thing that would ensure that I was included in the social group. Now, doing that is the thing that makes my social group go, girl, we know. Why are you saying that? But that's because I've found myself in a social group that really loves me for who I am and understands that my talking about myself doesn't take away from them and understands that if I get to a point where I'm like actually full of myself in an unconscious ego sort of way, they will be the first to tell me. So I have an awareness that there is no self-sabotage. There's just what used to work for you when you weren't aware of what you were doing and what works for you now when you are aware of what you're doing. So those are my three tips for integrating ego and soul. Remembering that your ego has a purpose. It's derived from your soul for a purpose. Remembering that it is split up into different conscious aspects. And some of them might be in your subconscious mind, meaning you don't really have access to their deepest innermost thoughts because you pushed them to that place. But you do have access to the emotions that they feel. So whenever you get really, really, really triggered, make sure that you allow yourself to feel those feelings. And whenever you react out of unconscious ego, take the time to sit with that and deal with that. And if you're a verbal processor like me, ask someone to talk about it with you or just listen while you prattle on about it. If you're visual write down everything and read it to yourself if you're auditory you know again that probably means verbal like talk about it take the time to get to know the unconscious aspects of your ego and that's how you become more and more conscious and that's how your ego becomes more and more conscious and therefore more easily integrated with soul
Um, I I do I, I feel like I really shit on on this comparison that they made here. I it's not that I'm shitting on the the statements are all very very accurate. Um, with the exceptions of the ones that I said were not. Um, but it's true. The ego do, does seek to serve itself because that's your individualized perspective. Have you ever heard about not pouring from an empty cup? That's the epitome of it. If your ego wasn't here to seek that self-service, then we, uh, <laughs> then we, we, we all would just be living our lives for other people and, and we would never look the most the most impactful people in this society, and I'm thinking, for me, the people, the people that impact me the most, okay? Gary V, um, Teal Swan, like, I'm talking public, public people. Gary V, Teal Swan, Aubrey Marcus, uh, those are just three. They impact me greatly because they are so individually embodied, because they don't pour from empty cups, because they honor that their ego seeks to serve themselves so that they can then serve others, right? The ego seeks to, okay, so this is the better idea. I'm going to go through this list and I'm going to go through it in a way that I feel we should be looking at it, okay? Here we go. Ego and soul. We might have the title already of this episode. Ego seeks to serve itself so that soul can give to others. Ego seeks outward recognition Ego seeks outward recognition through the soul's seeking of inner authenticity. So what that means, ego seeks outward recognition as the soul seeks inner authenticity. And they can exist together. We're a social species. We want to be loved, seen, heard. That's okay. So ego seeks outward recognition as soul seeks inner authenticity. And inner authenticity brings outer recognition. Ego seeks life. Ego sees life as a competition. Soul sees life as a gift. Ego sees life as a competition as to continue to advance. Soul reminds the ego that every moment is a gift. So that when the ego is unable to advance in the moment. It can relish in the realizations of the soul. Ego seeks to preserve itself. Soul seeks to preserve others. Ego seeks to preserve itself so that it's able to flourish and therefore extend that same preservation to others, which from a deep level derives from soul. Ego looks outward. Soul looks inward. That's correct. I'm just going to leave that there. That's the balance. That's how we need it to be. When you're, again, when you're working on this physical plane, okay, if I want to, I don't know, get healthier, lose weight, whatever, I'm going to seek better foods to eat. I'm going to seek from outward. When I'm looking to do that same thing, on an internal level, meaning when I'm looking to change the habits that cause me to seek bad food, I'm going to turn towards the soul's desire and look inward. Ego feels lack, soul feels abundance. Ego only feels lack because we've been born into a society where people beat scarcity into us. I don't believe our egos would feel such lack if our society didn't set us up this way. That's just me. I do believe that the ego is always going to want more because, again, it's that whole advancing thing. Why are you on this physical plane if you don't have the need to advance? This physical plane is made for expansion, so the ego better be continuing to seek things. However, I don't think that we would live in lack. I genuinely don't. I feel like that's very much a human construct based on this very broken society we have. Ego is mortal. Soul is eternal. We already talked about this. They both can live forever. The soul is just, I mean, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. But this physical body will be destroyed and it'll be recycled into something else. So I guess it depends on how you look at it. Ego is drawn to lust. Soul is drawn to love. We already debunked this bullshit. Um, <laughs> they're both drawn to love. 
both of them, even people who are seeking lust, they don't know how to feel love. So they're seeking love at the most primal level that they can get it. But it's not... Whatever. Um, this one's just... I'm sorry. This, this one's just stupid and kind of misguided in my opinion. Um, because ego is... It's drawn to physical experiences because your ego lives in your physical body. So if it wasn't drawn to physical experiences, you're probably doing this life thing wrong. Um... <laughs> soul is drawn to love soul is not drawn to love actually soul is love so again that whole line can just go die um or at least go be rewritten they both seek wisdom soul is wisdom uh, ego seeks it but soul already has it all ego enjoys the prize while soul enjoys the journey you can teach your soul to enjoy the prize and you can teach your ego to enjoy the journey Hmm. ego is but of course the ego is going to keep their eye on the prize because again your ego is here physically to physically advance your ego is physical therefore ego being physical is correct your ego seeking physical things is correct that is correct all right unless the physical thing you seek is to not be attached to any physical thing well then good luck because you have a physical body you could be a nudist. You're still attached to your physical body. Okay, moving on. Ego, we already talked about this. Both the body, i.e. the ego, and the soul. So both the body, your person, the, both the personality that your body lives in, which is your ego, and the soul, have great potential for healing. And they both seek it, by the way. Your body is this beautiful self-healing mechanism. Because your body is an extension of your soul. And the only reason that your body doesn't get a chance to heal itself in the way that it is made to is because we live in a society where we make it damn near impossible for our bodies to just exist as they're supposed to. We feed it things that are now called food that should never have been called food in the first place. We drink dirty water with fluoride and metals in it. If you're drinking tap water, just stop stop unless you are genuinely in a place where the tap water is good from my experience nowhere in the u.s um and probably in my experience in other countries either but hey people in like brazil and those people are at least are better off because they're filtering their water in the u.s people just drink tap and that is the most toxic shit ever just stop drinking tap but genuinely, like, people drink water. We're made of so much water. And if your water contains fluoride, which is a neural toxin, meaning a toxin of your that, that affects your brain, if you're drinking fluoride and you're drinking heavy metals, which if you're drinking tap water, you're 100% drinking heavy metals, of course your body is honestly just trying to deal with the toxins you're putting in it. And then add the fact if you're eating fast food all the time, if you never take a second to meditate or even just sit still for three minutes like there's so many reasons why our bodies go through so much pain instead of actually do the thing that they're meant to do which is continuously heal themselves and the primary reason is us not knowing how to care for our bodies properly and a lot of us not even being attuned enough to our bodies to care for it god like my my boyfriend one of his exes would legitimate like when he was with her at one point, um, I guess, you know, she got a, a UTI. And I've never had one of those, knock on wood. Um, because I, I'm not, I'm not going to say because as if, like, she has fault. It's, it's not about fault. I've never had one. But I know for a fact that if I did, and uh, let's talk about something I have had. Yeast infection. I've had a yeast infection. Um, most women have. But I learned when I had a yeast infection that a lot of women don't detect it until they literally have abdominal pain. They can't, like, it's like they don't know what's going on. They don't know that there's an infection going on in their bodies until their body is literally bedridden. And when I had a yeast infection, like, I didn't even get close to that. Like, I peed and the pee looked weird. And I was like, oh... Oh, and so, you know, I went and I, I checked it out, whatever, and it was fine, and 
but they asked me like crazy to me crazy questions are you suffering abdominal pain can you walk and i'm just like and i asked my man i was like yo in your experience do women actually wait this long when something's going on like that in their bodies he's like bruh my ex was like writhing in pain and she had one of those and i was like i i just can't fathom that i i'm like I'm not as attuned to my body as I wish I was, but I am so damn in tune with it that I can feel when I'm on the potential of a yeast infection. Like when I'm in that time where I'm just about to ovulate and everything's kind of sensitive because the pH is kind of changing and stuff like that. And like if I eat like a bagel, I'm aware of all this extra grain and sugar going into my <laughs> into my system and I'm aware, and, and if I, I'm aware of the potential of a yeast infection, like I, it, it's like, it's not itchy, but I'm aware of the potential that it could be because of just everything that's going on in my body. You know, I've even started to get like ovulation cramps every now and again, like I'll just feel it. And it's, it's very interesting to me, um, this, this whole ego causes pain, soul causes healing because people who write this bullshit just don't understand that the human body is not meant to be in physical pain all the time. If you are in pain, your pain is alerting you to something. Um, Teal Swan came up with this great uh, little little um, acronym called PAIN means pay attention, integrate now. Pain is your body asking for your attention and asking for the energy that it needs in order to pay attention to that pain, in order for that pain to teach you something that you can integrate into your life experience. And if it's gotten to physical pain, it's because you've ignored, maybe not a, not with awareness, like you didn't consciously ignore it. If it's gotten to your physical body, like my celiac disease manifesting in my intestines, like that's me unconsciously ignoring the fact that I was undercutting my personal power for a really long time and it manifested as a physical thing for me to pay attention to it and become aware of it. For those of you who don't know, I have celiac disease and it sits in my intestines. It sits in my um in my small intestines and that's right where my solar plexus is, which is the center of personal power. A lot of the times you can uh, correlate inactive or just very out of balance, not even, just, yeah, just very out of balance chakras with diseases. And I did say diseases like that on purpose because an ailment, a disease, is a lack of flow in the body, is a lack of ease in the body. Um, so your body is not the cause of your pain. Your lack of awareness for the emotional and mental programming and and unconscious egos are the cause of your pain. Okay, so yeah, technically soul is the cause of your pain because it made this body function the way that it does. So there you go. <laughs> um, let's see. We already talked about this. Ego does not reject God. Um, even in my own personal powerless perspective, I am always very... And what I mean powerless perspective when I am in that place where I do feel really powerless, I'm always, even if I feel like that God is not looking at me right now and holding me, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often as of late, but I'm still very aware that it's there. And I don't, and I don't need to be in my most amazing, joyful, empowered state to know that. And so I just think that's unfair. Um, and then ego seeks to be filled, soul is eternal wholeness and I talked about this a little bit yes of course ego seeks to be filled because ego is a physical cup need in need of physical feel filling be that with food be it with your passions that fulfill your soul like whatever it is like yes your ego is always going to seek more until you die because that's what it's here to fucking do now we've talked lots about this thank you for joining my ego and soul lecture let's talk about my actual epiphanies okay they have a lot to do with this so Remember how I was saying, you know, that I have a little control, not control, um, I have a little issue with cannabis. Sometimes I overdo it, sometimes I do it at the wrong times, and it kind of just like, it felt a lot like my body trying to self-sabotage. But I've had this awareness, right, the three, the trifecta for, for learning to live with your soul and your ego integrated. Um, the trifecta, one of them being the awareness that 
I'm gonna write this down actually um <laughs> because I'm gonna forget this eagle and soul trifecta and that is so realizing that your ego comes from soul so realizing that your ego comes from your soul um awareness that your ego is fragmented and therefore it's conscious and unconscious and then this awareness of nothing is self-sabotage so i subscribed to this idea for a while now um that nothing is self-sabotage which has been and it's been very frustrating with me because i do very wholeheartedly subscribe to this idea but it's been quite frustrating with me for me because i'm like if that is true why am i reaching for cannabis like why 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 and then i like ah anyway i had an epiphany the other day i had a realization around this the other day you see I'm quite the overachiever. And I don't say that positively. I've actually reframed the whole world, word of overachieving in my head. Overachieving. Why do I need to overachieve? Why can't I just achieve? Like achieving feels really good. <laughs> um, I bring that up because... Because... I became an overachiever because I didn't feel that I held value in just existing. And so I aimed to achieve all the time. And not just achieve, but be the best at everything by everyone else's standards. And that's the key part, because if I just aim to be the best at everything in my own way, that's not an issue. The overachieving comes when I aim to be the best by somebody else's standards so what happened for me to have this realization um i i spent a lovely weekend with one of my best friends she used to be my roommate and you know before she left on monday we uh we smoked a little and i had this whole plan for monday i was gonna get one of my three hour lectures done from yoga teacher training and then i was gonna be ready to be on the live lecture and I've really wanted to be on the live lectures. Like, that's something that I've just really, really wanted to do because, you know, I got this full scholarship. And, and in my head, I was like, well, if I'm not on the live lecture, then then they're going to think that that I am not appreciative of this. They're going to think that I'm not appreciative of this scholarship. They're going to think that, you know... And I don't know exactly where I got that from. Maybe because I do see a lot of people on the live lectures and because I know that that is definitely one way that they are certain that you're honoring the opportunity that you've been given and one certain way that I can physically show them. Can you hear my people pleasing get into this? <laughs> Such a recovering people pleaser. Anyone else? Hi, I'm Mac. People pleasers are anonymous. Um... And what I realized after I, you know, took a puff of that joint with her, of that pre-roll, it just hit me like a brick. I was like, oh my god, I manifest cannabis in this way to keep myself from literally being able to burn myself out. Yes, sometimes it can be a cause for procrastination. But a lot of the time, I, it, I'm not, this isn't the procrastination that drains my soul. The procrastination, like me not sitting down to record my podcast because I'm genuinely scared of getting vulnerable and saying the things that are on my mind because I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. This is me procrastinating because I don't have the wherewithal to fully honor that experience in that moment. So I just had spent three days sharing my space with another person, which not a big deal. I love it. I knew what I was getting into. I let her stay. I let her come and stay with me. We had such a good time. However, I am becoming more and more aware that I need time to myself to buffer out those interactions, those prolonged interactions, and be able to get back to my life. So what that means is like, 
I pretty much have like a one-to-one ratio where it's like if I spend okay it's not fully one-to-one I'm still figuring out but for now I'm gonna treat it as a one-to-one ratio where it's like okay so I spend three days non-stop with a person that means that I have to spend just about three days non-stop by myself and then I feel replenished and then chances are that after those three days have gone by the next day I'm gonna be like an energizer bunny and I'm gonna go all freaking day like making content and doing things and working and getting all my classes done and all this stuff and but I'm only gonna be able to do that because I had those three days of taking things slow that's not to say that I'm useless for those three days it's just to say that I might not get even a whole class done I might get half of a recorded lecture done and that's okay and then I will get the next bit done when I have that energy allotted And so I had that really big epiphany and it was a very big key sort of epiphany for me. It kind of like unlocked this idea that I was self-sabotaging and showed me that it wasn't me self-sabotaging. It was, it was me because I wasn't conscious of the aspect of me that would burn out and would hate her life going on other people's time. Like another thing too about this 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 amazing yoga training program is that I can do it on my own time. And you know, my boyfriend said something really beautiful. He's like, you don't honor them by doing this in a way that makes you feel pressured in a bad way. You honor them by doing this in a way that is authentic to you and becoming the best teacher with this information that you can get, that you can be. And you know what that means for me? That means honoring the fact that I can take things at my own pace and that my energy output is just, it functions differently than the average person. It functions differently than the person then the, and I'm gonna throw human design at this. I am a manifester. <gasps> I am not a generator. I don't have a regenerative source of energy that resets every day the same this, in the same way that generators do. I have something different that I have to learn to work with, and that's okay. And and that brings me to my second epiphany, and that is that consistency is gonna look different for everyone, and that includes me. And I don't know what consistency is yet for me but I'm building it whatever this is it's happening I'm building it and you know like this podcast by the way it's going to come out Monday slash Tuesday now um I love that Jenna Marbles always did that on her YouTube channel she was always very transparent and like my videos come out Wednesday slash Thursday and so I'm just going to do the same like I'm like yo guys this podcast come bleh, this podcast comes out Monday slash Tuesday Because sometimes I have a lot of great realizations on Monday and I have to integrate them and then I can only really get to them, you know, Tuesday. Like, I'm recording this on Tuesday. It's Mystical Tuesday today. And you guys are going to get this podcast um, probably in like, probably around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to come out Monday slash Tuesday because consistency just looks different for me. And, you know, if there is, if you do, if you really enjoy my podcast and you want consistent content from me, then follow my social media, literally, like, follow me on Instagram and follow me on TikTok, I do, I pretty much post almost daily on there, and if you want deep content from me, follow my blog, because I, like, I genuinely do post there every day, and if I don't post it in a given day, it's because, like, I was so all over the place that day that it just slipped me, and I will get back to it, um, and I always do. And and consistency is going to be different for everyone, and that includes me. And that's why I think I love to spread myself over mediums because I have a really hard time being consistent with just one. Like, if you've been on this podcast journey, you know. <laughs> but I'm finally finding my stride with this podcast. Um, but that's not to say that I don't love the fact that I do have my blog, that I do have my TikTok, that I do have my YouTube. And, you know, all my different platforms deal with different things on TikTok like yeah I do like fun dance videos and I've started to do like fun little educational tarot videos and stuff like that on my IG it's you really do get like a taste of my personality um more as a whole 
Um, whereas on this podcast, you very much get like mystical Mac. Like you get this aspect of me that does feel very elevated and that does feel very like insightful and intuitive. Um, whereas on my Instagram, you'll you know in my uh, in my TikTok. Uh, you're going to get more silly, more, like, goofy, more different aspects of me. And on my YouTube videos, you kind of get a mixture, you know? And then on my on my blog, you, you kind of get, you get my innermost thoughts. Like, you get to, you get what's in here in my brain that gets, that makes it out to paper, digital paper. <laughs> um, and I love that. And, and it's fun because, through those different mediums, I find my consistency. Like, there is something for any given, like, fan of mine, you know? And I'm really excited to get into Printful. Um, I am really excited to get into my digital art. So I'm going to have a little, little digital art shop where I'm going to compile some quotes and draw some doodles. And then you can get those quotes and those doodles printed on a mug or a shirt or a poster, like, whatever you want. And that's going to be another way that I can consistently connect and I'm, I'm finding that. It's, and that's really cool. Like, thank you, Nate, for, for helping with that realization. That consistency doesn't mean a schedule because I, I was very stuck on that and now I'm not. Amazing how sometimes people just say something that you're ready to hear and it clicks perfectly into place, right? Um, and last thing that I'm going to touch on is I've had this epiphany of how resistant I am to being controlled. Like part of my not being on the yoga teacher live lectures, I believe, is just this visceral need to do everything on my own time. Because growing up, I just did everything on the world's time. And now I'm finally getting to understand how magical I can be when things get done on my own time. And I, I had this huge epiphany while I was on the phone with a friend the other day, yesterday. And I just finally broke down and was like, girl, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I don't. I Specifically for money, like, I, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm advertising my tarot card readings, of course, but I'm not going to put pressure on those. Those will take off when they take off. I'm looking into my digital art shop. Again, though, those things take off when they take off. This podcast, that takes off when it takes off. Um, my blog takes off when it takes off. Like, I'm not putting any pressure on all of that. And therefore, I just, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I have ideas. I really do. Um, and I'm really excited to look into those. But until I admitted my, to myself, like, you don't know what you're doing for money, um, I was really anxious about looking into all those ideas. And now I'm kind of really excited to look into all of those ideas because it's like, because I owned up to the fact that I just don't know, this whole world opened up to me. Um, it's okay to not know. And it's amazing that like, I'm at a place in my life where even though I've consciously been spinning my wheels and trying so hard to know and to pretend that I know the next step to pretend that I know what I'm going to do for money. I don't want to go back to hospitality. I don't, I don't want to go back to other people's schedules. That's the whole thing. Like I'm working towards more like just desiring freedom rather than not wanting to be controlled because I get that that's a resistant state to live in but that's the state that I'm living in right now because that's the state that one of my unconscious egos kind of has been living in without my awareness so I'm letting myself live in that state of ew don't control me um and it's working out so far I you know I'm doing yoga teacher training on my own time it's working out beautifully um as long as I stop judging myself for it which I finally have um I'm figuring out my content in my own way I'm 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 acting positive I'm finding allowing actions and non-resistant actions from this resistant place that I'm living in um and one at one point be we're gonna get so good at finding this positive action that that it is going to turn into, I just want to feel free like I've been feeling instead of I don't want to be controlled like I've been controlled or like I felt like I've been trying, like I've had other people try to control me, you know, and that's, that's the journey of integrating ego with soul is it's sometimes you got to live in a resistant place because you got to honor your ego, even though your soul knows like this resistant place is not sustainable you can still let your ego live there for as long as it needs to live there. And it eventually will find a place. Like, 
So what I was saying, like, you know, I've been living, even though I've been trying to kid myself and, and living from this place of, oh, I, I know, I'll figure it out. I have options, blah, 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 all this stuff, which I totally do have options. I do. Um, and options that I can make my own schedule. Are they going to, you know, are they like super lucrative options? No, but they're freaking options. And, and while I've been consciously trying to bypass the unconscious knowledge of, bitch, you don't know what you're doing, my unconscious ego has actually functioned positively for once. Um, and I just say for once because a lot of the times, like, your unconscious ego is built of a ton of coping mechanisms that worked but no longer do, which is why you're being asked to look at them in the first place. But this isn't a coping mechanism. This is the epitome, the epitome of me and my ego coming into integration with each other, or not me and my ego, my soul and my ego coming integration into integration with each other. Because while my unconscious ego was running in the background instead of trying to get my attention by going you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing it just went you know I'm gonna set her up so that when she figures out that we don't know what the hell we're doing she's gonna realize that I've set her up to not know what the hell she's doing and the way I've done that is I've saved up enough money that I'm doing well for rent I have I've set myself up in a place in a situation where I am financially set to not know what I'm financially doing for a while. It's not a long while, but it's all that I'll need. And when I realized that, I had the mental breakdown of, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I realized, oh my God. Somehow behind the scenes, I've set myself up to be okay in this moment. Because I am financially taken care of and I've made sure of that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the epitome of living with ego and soul. And that's all you can fucking ask for. So next time you see something that's trying to pin your ego against your soul and vice versa, call that bullshit. Just call it. Because I'm going to reiterate... Your ego came from your soul. Your ego is not as your soul intended, meaning it's entirely, completely fragmented. Therefore, you have conscious aspects of it and you have unconscious aspects of it. And get used to talking to yourself in third person. Like I saw this YouTube, I was like, oh my God, I, just, I hate it when people talk to themselves and th- like talk about themselves in third person. And I'm like, that's probably because you've never actually went to therapy and you might have never actually learned that it's very helpful to talk to other parts of you as if they are not you because... You've disconnected enough from them for them to be trying to get your attention with diseases or insane situations that you normally wouldn't get yourself into. So get used to talking to yourself in third person. It's part of acknowledging the and not even talk to yourself, talking to those aspects of you that feel disconnected. It's part of the awareness that we are all heavily fragmented and that our egos are not intended or not as our souls intended for them to be. And lastly, really subscribe to this idea that there is no such thing as self-sabotage. There is just what used to work when you weren't aware that it was working and what no longer works when you've become aware of what does work. And you might not know what does work, but you might know what doesn't work. And there's no need to judge your ego for it, your unconscious ego for it. All you got to do is re-educate it. All you got to do is treat it like an innocent child because that's all it is. It's just a child trying to survive. And... Remember that it's your ego and your soul in this journey, not just one or the other. Thank you so much. This has been a very successful episode. We've reached one hour. I think this is going to be the norm. I'm so excited. And this is going to be a real simple title, Ego and Soul. That's it. Yeah, I'm just going to remind you guys, follow my social media at Mac Guerrero, TikTok, Instagram, go to mysticalmac.com to learn about my tarot card readings. And if you would like a reading with a 15% off discount, email mysticalmactarot at gmail.com. Put the word mystical in the subject line. 
followed by either whether you want a three card reading or a five card reading. Three is $44, five is $66. We're going to be doing them over Zoom. So it's going to be a live reading, virtually live, and I'm very excited about that. So go ahead and check all that out. Check out the description. Find a link that you care about. I'm still trying to format my descriptions, by the way, like Spotify and different mediums. Just kind of distort it, even though you do it as a PDF. But the links are down there. Please check it out. And I hope you got something from this. I think you did. I think you did. Uh, and whatever you did get from it, DM me on Instagram. Tell me. Give me a review on um, this podcast. Like, whatever. Connect with me if you feel like something I said really hit you because that is how I know that all of this crazy stuff that I do, uh, it, it's it, it's for a reason. Um, yeah, I do it for me, but I, I'm a manifester. I'm here to know my impact. And whenever someone takes the time to let me know my impact on them, it just means the world to me. So, Thank you so much. My stomach is actually like growling now because I need to eat something. So I'm going to go do that. And I will catch you guys next week, Monday slash Thursday. Monday slash Thursday. <laughs> I lied. I'm so sorry. Monday slash Tuesday. And if the podcast is never, like, if it's not out by one of those days, check my Instagram because there's a blurb on my story about it as to why. Um, so if you really want to be in the know about this podcast and, and, you know, you're a little not trusting of me because it doesn't show up at the same time every day, every week, then just follow me on the, on the Instagram and you'll know exactly why it is or isn't out. So thank you. I love you. And I will catch you next time. Stay mystical. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mystical Mac. Please be sure to subscribe for future episodes and leave me a review while you're there. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok by finding me at Mac Guerrero. Also, check out mysticalmac.com for information on my daily blog, my YouTube channel, and more. Lastly, I'd like to give a big shout out to James Thursday for doing the production of this podcast from here on out, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.